from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jake Scorheim, your host. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Be safe out there. There's a lot of snow and rain and all that stuff. If you're listening on the podcast, I don't know, maybe you're enjoying a sunny summer day. I don't know. You're probably not listening live. And if you're on the podcast right now, you might be in Hawaii, just loving life. Where we are right now, live, it's really cold, and it's ice rain, and it's snow, and it's dangerous. So just be safe and stay warm. Lisa, Brooks, thanks for hanging out. For, Always fun. For News Roundup. Matt Butler's here as well. Hey, hey. For the News Roundup, folks, we've been doing this for a while, and people, they just love it. They love it. Uh, what we do is we look back on all the other shows, and we get to kind of cherry pick stuff that we're interested in that they talked about. It's heavy lifting for Matt because he has to listen to all the other shows and he has to boil each of those shows down to two minutes a show, which, you know, that's a lot of work. But Matt's the man for the job. He's up for it. So he does it every day. He puts this together. We'll get into that in a second. First, we also play a trivia clip at the beginning of every show. We've been doing this for about a week. People seem to like it. You've been texting all your answers. Most of you got it right. I actually didn't have one incorrect response Everyone who texted me about it seemed to know it immediately, or I'm assuming there's a lot of you out there who just had no idea what this was and didn't bother to text because you didn't want to be wrong. Lisa, I'm going to put you on the hot seat, see if you can get it. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Here it is. He'll be riding six white horses when she comes. He'll be riding six white horses. He'll be riding six white horses. He'll be riding six white horses, horses when she comes. Excuse me. Come on. Are you the singing bush? Follow the sea with a yeah. Oh, we'll blow the land down. Let me talk to him. Excuse that. Nothing yet. No. Okay. All right. Stick with it. Maybe you'll get it at the end. Matt, you know this one, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Are you the singing bush? Yeah. Oh, blow the land down. Yeah. I should have been able to just play Are You the Singing Bush, and I was hoping you'd get it. You don't get it after just Are You the Singing Bush. All right, let's stick with it. If you guys know it, uh, if you can get it before Lisa does, which should be most of you on the text line, 888-973-5476. She's not putting up much of a fight here. Let's see if she can get it. It's not the Princess Bride. No. Forget it. My guess is this is a singing bush. (laughs) My guess is this is a singing bush. Nothing. You you, you want to venture a guess? You know who the actor is that you're hearing? It sounds like Billy Crystal. Close. Steve Martin? Yeah, Steve Martin. Oh, another Steve Martin one. Comedian. He's funny. Yeah, I love him. All right. That's the Three Amigos. Oh my gosh. Do you remember that scene? No. They're out, they're trying to find out Guapo's like pad. Yeah. And they get the instructions and they gotta find the singing bush. He's gonna lead them to the invisible swordsman. When did it come out? That's when the last time I saw it. I bet you that movie came out in nineteen eighty three. You can fact check me on that, but I think that's nineteen eighty (laughs) three. That's my guess. Matt? That would be nineteen eighty six. Wow. Eighty six years. Yeah. All right. Well, Close enough. All right. Uh, so a lot of you guessed it. Good job. And uh, if you did, then we are friends. All right. Let's get to it. Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross's commentary. He's talking about cars and stripes. What's this one about? I think I do a pretty good job of staying in my lane once I get to work. But staying in my lane on the road is getting harder and harder. Number one, when it rains or when the sun is too bright. I thought this was like a military thing. Guess cars not. and stripes? Like stars and stripes? Must be stripes on the road. I think it's stripes on the road. Right? The ghost lanes in some spots on the freeways are actually more visible than the real lanes. But number two, 
is that even in clear weather, the actual lanes in some spots have long since faded into uselessness. A prime example? Edgar Martinez Drive eastbound past T-Mobile Park. The big S-curve at the beginning of I-90? You're merging with trucks, and you have no idea where the lanes are. Are there two lanes? Two and a half lanes? Three lanes? Whose responsibility is it to merge? No clue. I hereby volunteer to set up a work party to repaint it. 20 people, a few cans of reflective paint. I want to answer a question for him right there. And I, I, I'm not a professional traffic uh, person or a traffic cop, but I think it's your responsibility to merge. If you're the one getting onto the road, I think it's your responsibility to merge. Isn't that right? Yeah, you got to watch out for everybody else. Because yeah. everyone who's in motion and traveling, they can't merge for you. It's right. like they can't pick up your car and put you into traffic. And so this drives me crazy. I don't know why people do this. People who merge with their gas pedal, with their uh, brake pedals, I don't understand that. You merge with your gas pedal. It just doesn't work. Have you seen that? People like try to get up there and then they slow down. Oh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah, but we are supposed to be doing the zipper merge and not everybody does that. Wait a minute. Who are you it. saying is terrifying? The merging person or the person who's it's, letting a person merge? I think it's the merging person is terrified. That's why they put their brakes if you, on. You need confidence when you're merging. You just yeah. got to go. But you also have to be safe. Well, yeah, but it's not safe to – traffic's going at 55, and yeah. you're trying to merge at 35. That's not going to work. Okay, but we as uh, thoughtful travelers understand the zipper merge, where we're supposed to make room for someone coming merging ahead of us. Sure. If we at all can. Some people like to gun it when they see a car coming and see how they can, you know, if they can speed past and avoid the zipper merge. Because it's an ego thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if no, you, you're right. That's why the people have their feet, their feet on the brakes. That's not me. I'm not an ego driver at all. Yeah, I'm not an ego. I'm happily always let somebody in front of me. I'm a very safe driver. Also, tit for tat, I like to get in front of people if I'm merging. Like I'm happy to, I'm happy to step on the gas. Okay. And do it. There's confidence there. Yeah. There's real confidence, guys, behind the wheel, and that's what you need, real confidence. All right, Dave Ross, back to it. I think we could do it in a day once the rain stops. Another offender I ran across just yesterday, the ramp to 405 southbound out of Totem Lake. Looks like it's two lanes wide, but there's no stripe to confirm that, just the highway seam, which, as we know, can be anywhere these days. And then the ramp to northbound I-5 from I-90. I don't, I don't know any of these roads I do. he's referencing. I think he's got some legitimate points here. Yeah, I think we need to I know he, make I, it clearer. I'm sure he does. What I'm saying is I can't, I can't think of any, like none of these roads, I can't remember them oh. because I use like a map. So if somebody says go uh, 990 on whatever, I'm just, I don't know Are where that is. Are you addicted to your GPS? I'll just let Waze tell me where to go. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> I have no idea where to go. Oh, there that's bad go. for your brain. It is bad for my brain. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. It's It doesn't mean good things for my future. I don't know phone numbers either. None of us know phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. but I know don't know directions either. I, I, I have kind of like a horse sense about where I'm at. So, like, I don't know the names of things, but if I go somewhere once, I can find my way back there every single time. It's like a party trick. It's not a very good party trick because it requires you to travel. But it's something that I a could... A wandering party trick. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a party bus trick. A party bus trick. There you go. You come around that curve, and the lane markings look more like chalk on a driveway. On dark mornings, you can see the brand new holding lanes for the ramp meters in the distance glowing like runway lights, except there's no air traffic controller to separate you from the other cars trying to land on the same runway. Without clearly marked lanes, you end up trying to read the minds of fellow drivers, which is terrifying. I will say it does provide an incentive to pray because in many places, only God knows where the lanes are. 
which is why I hope someone in authority will declare this coming summer the summer of lane love. A summer of big, fat, brightly painted lanes. We can do it. Sure, the ferries may be understaffed. Sure, the roads may be bleeding rebar. But at the very least, let us be resolved that every lane will be painted. And not with some lame, recycled house paint, but with a robust coat of road glitter so sparkly and in-your-face that even the graffiti can't compete. Cars and stripes forever. And if by some miracle you ever find those graffiti vandals, have them paint the lanes. That way they'll never fade. It's a good idea. I like that. Dave's running for office again, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's well. That's it's a good uh, that's a good platform, good platform. to run on. Say road safety stripes forever. That was really good. You know what else I really like? That was really good. Do you know what else I like is uh, speed bumps. You like them? I like speed bumps. Yeah, I think we should put more speed bumps in. I've actually written letters to my local uh, city government to request speed bumps. Because people just go too fast. People go way too fast. If there's like a walking trail next to your, you know, where the area where you live and people are just flying through, it's posted speed limit is 25 and people are going like easy 40, which is way too fast. Speed bumps. I love them. All right. Uh, G and Ursula, Angela Poe Russell was in for Ursula. This is because Ursula is back today. So this must have been from yesterday. Um, A study indicates that men who adhere to vegan diets are perceived as less Masculine. Oh, a study out of Poland finds that those with vegan diets, men especially, are uh, are uh, they're viewed as less masculine, less physically strong. You know, can you pick up this box that's large and heavy if you eat vegan? No. Do you think people are perceived differently based on their diets still here in the U.S.? Yes. I think society deems those that are on vegan diets to be less, if you will, manly. Can I just give a PSA? Yeah. If you are a man, please never say this. You just lost your man card. Stop it. Because the first one that accuses others of losing their man card usually is the one that I'm looking at a little on the suspect side as far as man cards. <laughs> um, Angela. Where do we get man cards? I don't know. They had them. They give out man cards. People get them somewhere and you lose them. Hmm. I think it is it is ridiculous that we look at people uh, more or less manly based on their diets. It's true. And I just think about what we've consumed. I think about the caveman images and I, and you know, and you have the bone and you just, you know, you're eating, you're right. The tomahawk steak is just seen as bigger and all this stuff. And it, it, when this topic, when we were discussing it in our meeting earlier this morning, I immediately thought of the Bible because there was a whole test with Daniel not wanting to eat meat, the King's meat because the way it was prepared. So he said, give us a vegetarian diet and we'll show you that we will be stronger than the other people who did consume the meat. Mm. And so for, I think it was 10 days, they ate the vegetables. And they turned out to be stronger than the other people around. So, yeah, you know, there's there's a reason for this study, and that is because uh, throughout human history, the idea of being able to be vegan was nearly impossible without suffering malnutrition. So, I don't think this is. I understand that there's like the soy boy, you know, kind of um, stereotypes that get propagated by yeah. some folks. Yeah. But there's a reason these stereotypes exist. Yeah. I mean, a hundred years ago, if you're like, yeah, I, I don't eat any animal products, you'd be like, okay, well, good luck living past seven. So, soy boy is like, a, I, does he mean uh, uh, soy milk? I have no idea what that means. Apparently, is that there's this uh, meme that says that 
in get, indulge, having too much soy in your diet lowers your testosterone levels. Oh, oh because soy has some yeah. estrogen components right. in yeah. it. It makes gotcha. you supposedly more feminine. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, are you a meat eater, Matt, or do you like, are you a vegetarian? I am. And but do you to, agree with this uh, yeah. assessment that it's less masculine to eat I vegetables? do personally eat meat, but to G's point, I kind of think the whole thing of like, if, okay, you know, let's less masculine. Well, you know what part of masculinity is having self-confidence and doing what you know you need to do for yourself. And mm-hmm. if you determine that for your fitness and health reasons, the best thing for you is a vegan diet... Own it. Be proud. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything less masculine about making a different healthcare choice. Okay, Lisa, what do you think as a as a lady? As a lady who if, has been a vegan. For let's say you sit across from a man on a date. Yeah. You're on a hot date. Hot date. And he orders a. He goes to a restaurant and he has a choice. He can get a. Uh, um, he can get a soy. I'm trying to come up with a vegan dish. Uh, he <laughs> can get a. There's uh, a lot of vegan. He can get. Uh, we go to an Indian restaurant. Soybeans and sprouts, right? There's like a delicious all, soybean and yeah, sprout meal. But there's all kinds of vegan. With a side of uh, a side salad uh-huh. and some soybeans, mm-hmm. and and he can get um, what's that stuff that they cut up and fry sometimes? It's like a, it's like a it's a like a like a jelly. It's white and you cut it up and you tofu. Tofu. Okay, so he may he gets like a you're on a hot date. You're sitting across from him, and he's making good eye contact and everything. And then the Barry waiter, Barry White's playing on the sound system. Oh yeah, what's, what's playing? Barry White. Barry White. Barry White's date. playing. This date's getting better. The uh, uh, you guys have already had like a pre-dinner drink. You met at the bar ahead of time. The waiter is now showing you over to the table, and things are looking good. And who knows where the night might go? Mm-hmm. And he sits down, and the waiter says, "All right, here's our options," and he orders a uh, uh, salad. And like, like he eats like a bird, like something else, like very light, like a, like a, uh, what did I, what did you say, Sango, that they fry up? I can't remember it again. S-A-I. No, 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 the white stuff that you fry. Tofu. He wants like a fried tofu something. That's okay. That's okay. There's nothing in your brain. There's nothing in your brain that goes, no. oh, man, if you order a steak, More then I would. for me. You know, I think if you have a big old steak, it might weigh you down. You think it could slow him down? It could slow him down. So that wouldn't, like, change your perception Not at all. of him Not, at in all. In fact, I have dated uh, vegetarians and vegans. And, have you dated, and you've dated meat eaters. And I've dated meat eaters. What do you prefer? It just depends on the person. <laughs> I don't think it. Like, do you prefer somebody a who's a veggie or a vegeta- meat? I think the vegetarian was probably my favorite of all of them. The vegetarian? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it from a lady. I'm not going to argue with I a lady. I was pleasantly surprised. Like, the first year I came to Seattle for New Year's, I went to Life on Mars, which is John Richards' establishment downtown. And I they, they serve a lot of vegan. They serve a vegan menu there. And I enjoyed what I had. I didn't go there for that reason. But I enjoyed it. It was just as good. Probably oh, there's healthier. amazing vegan food. Yeah. And I've eaten vegan many, many times. Yeah. Question, by the way, maybe texters know. Looking for a good moderate price vegan restaurant in Seattle. Where is that? <laughs> our audience They're is not going to know. So audience not gonna know that. But maybe they have a child. No, they don't. No, 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 no. Our audience, okay. our audience doesn't know that. We have a diverse audience. They might surprise you. They might, but they don't, and they won't. They don't know the, they don't know the good vegan restaurants in Seattle. Um, that's very interesting. I was actually watching a thing on Netflix. I don't know if it's late enough that we can have this conversation, uh, cause it's not super family friendly, but I was watching this Netflix thing on, uh, healthy eating. I was not true. My wife was watching it. She told me about it. And so she was watching it 
And she was telling me that like they did these tests. They did these side by side tests. Oh, is with- this the identical twins one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, have you I seen it? I can't bear to watch it because I can't know, you because I know I'm not eating well enough, and I'm gonna. It's gonna be, make me feel really bad. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. The point is to make us all feel bad, I guess. But but it's also to like encourage us to eat better and to show us that we don't have to be afraid of some of these things, like these stereotypes, like this study would show that men who eat vegetarian things are less manly because the studies would confirm that that is absolutely not true. And they said like, again, like I'm not sure because it's a family show how much we can talk about this, but like sexually, men who ate vegetarian only diets actually fared better in that sense. Because they have more energy. I'm in. Because, because, there you go. Because (laughs) they have, you know, now they're not enjoying the taste of of the food that they're eating maybe as much. I don't know. Like Of course they like, are. Well, I don't know. Like your taste buds can acclimate. Yeah. Like people who go on lower sodium diets Listen, after there's, about I get two it. Months, there's like you, pros and cons. Like yeah. maybe you're eating food that is a little bit more soy and then you're also enjoying other benefits that I just mentioned that I won't mention again that are nice. But uh so it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, it is. piece. Mm-hmm. People should check it out. You should try it. I might. I might try. I pretty much eat vegetarian right now, yeah. to be honest. Like, I eat eggs. Is If you eat eggs, are you a vegetarian? Yes, you can be. There's ovo-lactose vegetarians, and then there's some that don't eat eggs. So it just depends. Because my wife my wife plans all of our meals. She's like, she's really into cooking. She's a great cook. And she's introduced me to all sorts of foods that I never even knew about. Uh, like salads. I never even knew all these different kinds <laughs> of salads. green. Yeah, like green salads. <laughs> So I eat a lot of that stuff. I'm not eating a quarter of the meat that I used to eat that I used to think I needed. And you just don't. Like, you really don't. So I'm eating all these, like, different proteins. I'm eating a lot of, like, legumes and nuts. Yeah. And I'm feeling pretty healthy. And, you know, and I'm you having ha- my— you're expecting your fourth child. I'm having my fourth boy. There so clearly it works. All right. We have time for one more. Uh, Matt, you pick. Jack uh, and John Spike, Sherry, John Sherry. All right. Yeah. John Sherry, Wall Street Journal. Article claims Elon Musk is indulging in various drugs. How did they come up with that? Oh, it must be all the videos he posts of him doing these things. This is the problem. He is not under federal regulations. He's got a lot of contracts with the federal government, with SpaceX. There is Uh a a solid no drugs policy with that. You cannot Mm -hmm. be using drugs when you're getting money from the federal government. And when he was shown on Joe Rogan's... All right, Matt, we're out of time on this one. So give us the give us the quick uh, recap of what they said so here. So basically, uh, people who are supposedly attended parties with Elon Musk have rumored that he indulges in cocaine, psychedelics, and then, of course, we know about the mushrooms and the pot because he smokes pot on the video with Joe Rogan. And the problem with it is, like Sherry said, is that there are regulatory concerns where if your CEO is... Taking, you know, turning a blind eye to drug use that might be also in the organization, and there are regulatory issues that come up with that, especially since Tesla is received or has received a large amount of government subsidies. Now, I don't know. Some people look at Elon and say he's just an eccentric, but sometimes you gotta wonder. But this is all hearsay, right? Like this isn't proved about this provable well, anything. People in these elite circles aren't gonna name names anyway, so it it, it could be true. It could be not true. Yeah. All right. Well. His cars are pretty neat, and he's going to space, so that's kind of cool. Maybe but that's yeah, what was going on when they designed that Cybertruck, though. You shouldn't be, doing, uh, <laughs> shouldn't be doing illegal drugs. All right, uh, let's see. we got a lot more coming up on the show. Stick around. We're going to be right. And I need your help. Next, I have a dilemma because there's a topic I really want to talk about, but is it fair to talk about because of somebody's age? And, of course, I'm talking about our president. I don't know if it's fair, but I want to talk about it. So I'll throw that at you. You guys can decide next when we come back here on Carbonites. 
You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scoreheim. Welcome back to the show. All right, I need you guys' help. I have uh, an instinct that when I see something that's funny, I want to laugh at it. That's just an instinct that I have. Many of you have it too. It's not groundbreaking. Here's the problem. This video that I'm going to play you guys in a second. It's a 30-second piece of audio. Somebody made it. I don't know who made it. They posted it on YouTube. It's kind of made its way around the internet. And it is a it's satire about the president of the United States. And it's kind of funny. And the topic that it's dealing with is Biden's age. Now, Biden is over 80, over 80 years old now. And he's not a young man. He's running for re-election. And I think he's going to be like 86 or almost 86 if he were to win. And then he would be an 86-year-old president. That's a really, really old president. And statistically... If you're checking the actuarials, not likely to finish that term, just if you're looking at the average health of the average person in America. Now, I know the president of the United States is not the average person in America. He has access to a lot of health care benefits that a lot of people don't have, and they can keep him going. So I see this clip online, and immediately I'm like, all right, this is funny. I want to play this for my audience. But Biden is kind of getting to that age now where – it's kind of not cool to laugh at him. Like when, you know, I used to do a lot of stories, uh, you know, about Biden's age and a lot of people were having a lot of questions about it, especially with Mitch McConnell. Like it really was like kind of brought up by Mitch McConnell. When Mitch McConnell had a couple of freezing episodes in front of press, like at the worst possible times to have freezing episodes, people were like, hey, let's not forget that Mitch McConnell is really old. Then it got us talking about other people who were having different episodes like President Biden. And so, yeah, they're really, these guys are not young. They're really, really old. So you don't want to laugh at old people. And I love old people. I really do. Some of my favorite people in life are septuagenarians, is it septuagenarians, septuagenarians, 70-year-olds, octogenarians, whatever a 90-year-old person is called, newfagenarian, that's probably not right, Uh, and 100-year-olds people. That's great. I love it. Blue Zones. I'm watching a show on Netflix right now about Blue Zones, which is like, Tightly packed little areas where people, for some reason or the other, live to be over 100 years old. And it's fascinating. It's really interesting. But when you talk to these people, you're always coming away from those conversations feeling better about life because they have perspective on life. So I love old people. I can't get enough of them. But this is the president of the United States. We should be able to laugh at these sorts of things when they do funny things or stupid things or ridiculous things. And it's not like it's a compulsory job. He fought pretty hard to get the job. He was elected. He had to run. He was elected to be president. And traditionally, we've always been able to laugh at presidents when they do stupid things. Will Farrell, uh, as George W. on SNL, super funny. Really, really funny. Uh, I really liked all those. And he did a great impression. Dana Carvey as George H.W. Bush. Or was it, yeah, H.W. W. H.W. I get them mixed up. George Bush's dad, George Bush the first senior, whatever his name was. Dana Carvey as George Bush was hilarious. Not gonna do it. And he was really funny. That's very funny. Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump. Super, super funny. These guys are great and you can laugh at them. But Biden has crossed into this territory where he's getting so, for lack of a better term, he's just getting so old. 
that I'm not sure if it's okay to laugh at anymore. So I'm going to play you this clip, but I want you to know, I'm not trying to be a mean-spirited person here. This is a sympathetic, Jake. I'm having sympathy. I'm trying to have empathy, actually, too. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing the right thing, and I'm not laughing at the wrong thing. So you guys have to tell me, 888-973-5476. You can let us know on the text line. Is this okay to laugh at? Somebody made this. It's called White House Senior Living. And it sounds a lot like, and it's done in the style of a senior living facility where somebody might move in in the last phase of their life, where they need extra care. A place where people might go where they don't have to worry about falling down and hurting themselves because somebody's there to help them out. You know what I mean? A place like that takes care of all your meals. A senior living place. Like, we've all experienced those. We've all been to those. And those places are wonderful. And they're a blessing. But this one is about the White House being a senior living facility. And it's with Biden and they use audio from him, and it's very well done. And I laughed at it. And should I feel bad about that? Or is it okay? You guys let me know. Text line, 888-973-5476. At White House Senior Living, our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings, round-the-clock professional care, and exquisite house-made meals. Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me, but I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. <laughs> and ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. <laughs> where residents feel like presidents. I think that's funny. But is that wrong to think it's funny? I don't know. It's fair game. He's a president of the United States. It's the most powerful job in the world. Powerful man in the world. He literally carries a briefcase around him that has nuclear codes. He doesn't carry it, but he's got a guy who carries it. Or a gal. I don't know who carries it. He's got a Marine. Briefcase of nuclear codes. We can laugh about this guy, right? Isn't that fair? Matt, is it fair? Can we laugh about this? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, a work of satire is still funny, even if it's satire for somebody you support. I mean, same with Trump. Even people who supported Trump thought like some of Alec Baldwin's characterizations of him were funny. So, I mean, you have to kind of be an equal opportunity humorist. Yeah, people who love George W. Bush laughed at Will Ferrell. Yeah, exactly. Being George W. Great example. Yeah, great example. Uh, Thank you, Matt. All right, so... You let me know on the text line, 888-973-5476. I think it's very funny. The visuals are very funny. If you're interested, look up White House Senior Living, and you can see it there. Speaking of Biden, if you're a fan, you're not going to want to miss out on this golden opportunity. And I think I know where they got this from. Do you guys know uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that golden ticket song? I got a golden ticket, I got a golden chance to make my way. And with a golden ticket, it's a golden Ah, what a great movie. Team Biden, they're pulling out all the stops. They just posted on X. Uh, they said, hey, Big Head, if you order a sign from our campaign store, you could receive one signed by me. And what you're seeing in this video is President Biden. He's signing these giant cardboard cutout heads. It's his head. And what they're asking people to do is to, if you're a supporter of Biden and you want your neighbors to know that you like Biden and you love a big head in your yard, if you're one of those people, then buy it from their campaign store. And Biden's going to sign some of them. You might be one of the lucky few who gets a hand-signed big head. I'm autographing some of these. And once I'm done here, these signed versions will be tossed into circulation in our campaign store. It means anyone who orders one of these signs has a chance of getting their signed, sealed, and delivered. You get your own yard sign now. What? Anyone who orders one? So if you want to get one of these... 
great big signs. If you're a person like that, uh, it's 25 bucks. You can go to the campaign site right now. You can find it there. $25. And what do you get for $25? You get a double-headed sign, big head. A double-sided big head <laughs> <laughs> from the website. It says, if you're looking for a sign to vote for Democrats, this is it. It's American-made. It's union-printed. They want you to make sure. That's in all caps for some reason, union-printed. Purchase is a donation to the Biden Victory Fund. It reminded me of, do you guys remember on The Office when Michael Scott comes into work that one day and he's dressed in that purple suit? Yeah. And he's dressed as like Willy Wonka. Do you remember that? And he's just got a great idea. He was inspired by Willy Wonka. He's trying to get people excited about paper. Biden's trying to get people excited about Biden. And so he's signing these things. But it reminded me of this Office clip, too. Good morning, Michael. Oh, no, 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 no. I am not Michael. I am Willy Wonka. Good morning, Mr. Wonka. Here are your messages. The Willy Wonka golden ticket promotional idea is probably the best idea I have ever had. It's probably the best idea anybody has ever had. Three days ago, I slipped five pieces of gold paper into random paper shipments. This entitles the customer to 10% off of their total order. It will be a day for them that is full of whimsy and full of excitement and full of fantasy. (laughs) And full of fantasy. Because you can get 10% off of his paper on the office. No, so, I could see, I could think of Trump doing this, but I can also see a reason why doing the same thing that Biden did would not work out for him. Why it wouldn't work out for Trump? Yeah, because if you're Donald Trump, your next move is to make this thing larger than Biden's, right? But the problem is with Trump's ego, he's going to make the thing so big they can't mail it. Well, they've, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> to be fair, though, they all have massive egos. That's why... They're politicians. That's why they do. Th- That's why you have a giant cutout head that Biden is signing that you can get. And remember, for just twenty five dollars, if you go to the Biden campaign right now, you might be a very lucky person. What do you sign? Like five of them? Although who knows how many they're going to sell? Maybe that's a good percentage. I wonder that- what your odds are. Yeah, well, it depends on how many they're going to sell. A, yeah, right. So I wonder what the odds are that you'll actually get a signed Biden. But just make sure if you do. Get your own yard sign now. Get your own yard sign now. Now. Union made, no less. Very interesting. Yeah. Union printed. American made, union printed. Very important. All right. Uh, the, and, and just like the golden ticket, it's very exciting. This thing is completely useless, though. It's, you know, golden ticket might get you Willy Wonka's chocolate for the rest of your life. Opponents I guess, would argue the real thing is also completely useless. This is a this is a good conversation piece, though. So I think if you're going to buy one, if you buy one of these, send us a picture of it. I'd be interested to see it, see what it looks like. And if you get to sign one, hold on to it. Collector's edition, for sure. All right, we got a lot more coming up on the show. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. You guys remember, uh, I think it was like a week ago, maybe, we were talking to, I think his name was uh, Chris Loftus. He is the Washington State Patrol Communications Director. And he was kind of making the rounds because everyone was talking about that big protest that blocked I-5, heading north. And they blocked I-5 because they were calling for a uh, ceasefire in the Middle East, in Gaza, and they were calling for a ceasefire, and their their way of trying to get to that was by blocking traffic in Seattle for some reason. And not only did they block traffic, they pulled their cars onto I five, and in a coordinated effort, they put out like parked them sideways, got out of their cars, blocking all the lanes northbound, 
And then they started a big circle where they were singing and dancing and, uh, you know, having protest chants and all those types of things. They had big giant flags. They had signs. It was very organized. And they blocked the entire interstate for five hours, which people got, understandably, a little bit upset by, especially people who were stuck in the traffic. So there has now been a response to that in the Washington State Senate. Washington State Senator Drew McEwen introduced a bill called Senate Bill 6160 that would increase the penalties for unlawfully obstructing traffic. Now, this wasn't just like pop into the road and try to make a point. This was a long time, as we said just a second ago. And Chris Loftus, again, he was with Washington State Patrol. He was on our show and he told us all about it. The latest time that I heard was around five hours. Is that right? About five hours? Uh, well, if you count everything, the, the protesters actually left after about three, three and a half hours, but it was another hour and a half um, before we could open the, uh, the road back up because they left 12 vehicles and we had to do a process on the vehicles. We had to bring in our bomb sniffing dogs and all that sort of thing to make oh sure that gosh. we weren't we weren't going to take the, take a dangerous item into the impound lot. So it, it, you know, it takes time. So according to, there's this article on MyNorthwest.com. You guys can check it out there. It's really interesting if you are at all interested in what happens when people decide just to block a freeway for five hours. You, like me, probably thought that those people would be arrested. But as we talked to uh, Chris Loftus, explained to us at the time, we said, well, how many people were arrested when you guys had hundreds of them on the freeway? How many were actually arrested? And he said, well, actually... At the time, no nobody was arrested. I'm reading all these stories. I see countless videos. Was was anybody actually arrested from this protest that happened? Not yet. Uh, we were in the process of uh, doing a mass arrest event uh, when the weather changed and the protesters uh, left on their own accord. So just just to lay it out, when we do a mass arrest, uh, there's a, a very specific series and cadence of, uh, of processes that have to be attended to. You have to give people the notification that it's about to happen. You have to repeat that notification. You have to do it in such a way that everybody can hear and understand. You have to tell them where they can go, where, uh, you know, uh, to, to avoid arrest, et cetera, et cetera. And we had scheduled that for 4.30 in the afternoon, uh, thinking that we would have all of our resources in place by that time. We were still a few officers in our, uh, our arrest teams. We actually have teams that are trained in this sort of uh, event. And so we bumped it to 445. And right before that, about 440, uh, a, a weather system came in with hail and lightning. And the, um, the protesters left on their own court. So uh, currently in Washington, it's a misdemeanor when a group of three or more people refuses to disperse after being instructed to do so by police. McEwen's bill pushes the penalty to a Class C felony if they fail to disperse from a public roadway. Uh, McEwen said every person has the right to peacefully protest on whatever issue they feel passionately about, but they do not have the right to infringe on others' rights, including the ability to travel freely. What if there was an ambulance with a patient needing critical care that was held up? Or a working mom or dad needing to pick up a child from daycare who just burned a tank of gas sitting on the highway? There's a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck who needed to get to their job that day. Uh, That was from State Senator Drew McEwen. That's his new bill, 6160. I hope that that passes. That would be great. You shouldn't be able to block the freeways. That's a bad idea. All right, we got a lot more coming up on the show. Next hour, we're going to be right here back on Cairo Nights.